So I'm back and I'm going to address more of what is happening. So I left off with the sentence. This is the sentence I left off with. Despite the 2016 Whole Woman's Health Decision, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld an identical admitting privileges law in Louisiana, purporting to distinguish the effects of the law from the Texas law at issue in Whole Woman's Health. In June of 2020, the Supreme Court narrowly ruled in June Medical Services versus Russell that the Louisiana law was unconstitutional. Chief Justice Roberts said dissented in Whole Woman's Health concurring the judgment to provide a fifth vote striking down the Louisiana law. In his opinion, Roberts criticized Whole Woman's Health and suggested ways to narrow the undue burden standard in future cases. But he concurred on the grounds of respect for precedent. Precedent. However, he created a blueprint for states to restrict abortion in August 2020. Arkansas enacted four new restrictions. One of these, a ban on D&E procedures, prevents the most common method of providing second trimester abortion care. Another requires that abortion providers notify law enforcement officials when a patient 17 years old or younger seeks an abortion. During the COVID-19 epidemic in 2020, many states banned all non-essential medical procedures. Anti-abortion rights policymakers in both states took this as an opportunity and attempted to close abortion clinics by declaring abortion health care non-essential. Abortion rights advocates challenged the bans in many states. The battle was particularly fierce in Texas, where legal challenge went through the court system for weeks, wreaking havoc to abortion access. Courts blocked bans in Alabama, Iowa, Ohio, Oklahoma, Tennessee. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a ban in Arkansas. In response to these restrictions, the American College of Obstetricians and China Ecologies, the Society, Family Planning, and other major medical institutions issued a joint statement affirming that abortion is essential health care and should not be canceled or delayed because the consequences of being able, of being unable to obtain an abortion profoundly impact a person's life, health, and well-being. They have uh, personhood laws. Anti-reproductive rights activists use the concept of person to attempt to pass laws that define zygots. Uh, um, I want to make sure I'm saying this word right. I try to be as grammatically correct in terms of my speaking as much as possible. So let me not be ignorant if I don't have to be. Uh, So here we go. Zygote. Okay. Okay, personhood laws. Anti-reproductive rights activists use the concept of personhood in quotations to attempt to pass laws that divide zygotes, embryos, and fetuses as quote-unquote persons separate from the pregnant person with the full legal rights of the person. The goal of personhood laws is to criminalize abortion as well as certain forms of, of birth control that work by preventing sperm from fertilizing an egg. Opponents of abortion rights have even used proposed measures to prevent doctors from treating complicated, potentially dangerous pregnancies. Many state legislators have considered legislation with personal language and several have passed them, including Alabama, Kansas, and Missouri. Funding abortion. In addition to restrictive state laws, the federal high 
amendment and subsequent federal and state laws banning public funding for abortion seem to limit access for low-income people who are disproportionately women of color. Currently, Medicaid covers abortion only in cases of rape, incest when the pregnant person's life is endangered by an illness, injury, or physical disorder. While the Hyde Amendment restricts state Medicaid programs from using federal funds to cover abortion outside the above circumstances, states can use their own funds to cover abortion. 2020-16 states fund abortion services on the same terms as other pregnancy-related health services, which means these states use their own funds to cover abortion circumstances. In circumstances, in addition to what the Hyde Amendment allows. 33 states in the District of Columbia follow the federal standard and only provide abortions in the circumstances outlined in the Hyde Amendment. In 2017, over half of reproductive age women on Medicaid, 7.9 million women, lived in states that restrict abortion coverage. The Hyde Amendment and its progeny have expanded in scope and currently also limit federal funding of abortion services for federal employees women in the military and Peace Corps, American Indian and Alaskan Native women who use the Indian Health Service and women in federal prisons and immigration detention facilities. Currently under the leadership of women of color organizations and their allies, activists are attempting to repeal Hyde and restore public funding for abortion health care. A direct challenge to the Hyde Amendment, Congresswoman Barbara Lee, Democrat from California, uh, Jan Schakowsky, Democrat from Illinois, and Diane DeGetti. Diane DeGetti, Democrat from Colorado, introduced the Each Woman Act 2015 to ensure coverage of abortion for any reason, regardless of how much she earns or the type of insurance she has. The All Above All campaign unites organizations and individuals to lift the bans on public insurance coverage for abortions. Congress has also blocked foreign aid from covering and providing information on abortion health care. The Helms Amendment, first passed in 1973, named after the former ultra-conservative Senator Jesse Helms, Republican of North Carolina, bars the use of U.S. foreign aid funds to support abortion care. In 1984, Ronald Reagan instituted the Mexican, Mexico City policy, which came to be known as the Global Gag Rule. Under this gag rule, foreign non-government organizations that want to continue receiving any U.S. family planning funding must agree to stop providing abortion-related care. Must agree to stop providing abortion-related services or advocating for the expansion of abortion access using any service of their funding. The global gag rule has been in place under Republican president since 1984, although repealed by every Democratic president. In 2017, Donald Trump expanded the global gag rule to apply to all U.S. global health assistance. Some members of Congress have fought against these global restrictions on abortion care in 2019. Senator Sheen Shaheen, Democrat from New Hampshire, and Representative Nita Lawley, Democrat from New York, introduced the Global Health Empowerment and Rights Her Act, which would repeal the global gag rule. And in 2020, Representative Shani Shikowski, Democrat from Illinois, introduced the Abortionist Health Care Everywhere Act of 2020, the first ever legislation to repeal the Helms Amendment. In March 2019, the Trump administration enacted a domestic gag rule, which, prohibit, which prohibits U.S. clinics receiving Title X family planning funds from referring their patients for abortion health care. For decades, Title X clinics have provided free or low-cost reproductive health care to low-income people. The domestic gag rule has devastated Title X's network's capacity, cutting it by half. 
prohibitions or restrictions on abortion coverage are not limited only to statutes governing public funding. In 2010, the Affordable Care Act, ACA, I'm sorry about that. It was distracting my message. Prohibitions or restrictions on abortion coverage not limited only to statutes governing public funding. In 2010, the Affordable Care Act ACA was signed into law extending the Hyde Amendment restrictions on abortion coverage to states' newly created health insurance exchanges. The ACA also allows states to prohibit abortion coverage entirely in health insurance plans offered through an exchange. Since the law was implemented, 26 states have barred health plans participating in exchange from covering abortion. The ACA also permits providers and facilities to refuse to provide pay or refer for abortion services under federal refusal provisions. 46 states have similar laws. Its reproductive health and rights continue to fight the Affordable Care Act's restrictions on abortion coverage. These restrictions force some people to continue pregnancies they do not want and put their health or lives at risk. As more states attempt to limit or ban private insurance coverage for abortion services, organizations including the Center for Reproductive Rights and the Gut Matcher Institute are pushing to ensure coverage for all pregnancy-related care, including abortion under the ACA. Private abortion funds around the country attempt to fill the gap created by the myriad restrictions on funding. Protection. Um... That's, I'll stop right there. Now the name other things. I'll finish part three actually tonight. Um, here are my thoughts on abortion. A woman, this is what I feel. I want to make sure I start right, start correctly. I know that a woman has the right to decide what happens with her body. I know that the government should provide taxpayer-funded abortions for women who cannot afford them. I know that the decision to have an abortion is a personal choice of a woman regarding her own body. And I know that the government must protect this right. I know that women have the right to affordable, safe, and legal abortions, including partial birth abortions. Um, I have not seen any science that says that a fetus is a human life so until they can prove that a fetus is a human life I will say that a fetus is not a human life so it does not have separate individual rights I know that so those are my stances on abortion Um, I am pro-choice um, I support abortion rights. I do. And I also want to say this in relation to the abortion conversation. I support the use of embryonic stem cells for research. I think it is necessary and ethical for the government to fund embryonic stem cell research, which will assist scientists in finding treatments and cures for diseases. Until I see science that disproves this fact, I will say that an embryo is not a human. 
I think that the tiny blastocyst embryos used in embryonic stem cell research has no human features. Again, I'm open to be proven wrong on that if there's evidence for it. I think experimenting on embryos slash embryonic stem cells is not a murder. I think embryonic stem cells have the potential to cure chronic and degenerative diseases, which current medicine has been able to effectively treat. I think that embryonic stem cells have been shown to be effective in treating heart damage in mice. Right. Those are my thoughts. I I love to be as clear as possible. I think women should own their own bodies, and I think women should control their own bodies. And so, I support a woman's right to choose. So, I'm going to keep the episode short for today because I have something scheduled to do at 11. And I have a phone call at 12. Uh, with a good friend of mine and so this is abortion law part two a note short but I want to give you something before 11 and thanks for hearing my heart